Should we crack on? Oh, I'm ready to go. Uh, Hello. <laughs> I'm just getting out the 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 lows. The lows. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Meandering Movie Podcast. Uh, today, or by the time this podcast goes up, is Valentine's Day. Oh, bo- well, I was going to say we're both going to die alone, but you have a girlfriend. I'm so not going to die alone. You're going to. Are you ready for Valentine's Day? Have you got, um, have you got something like? Yeah, I we, we kind of I already did Valentine's Day. A week oh, like, did you go out for dinner or something? Got or? a builder bear. What for? What age are you? Well, everyone likes teddy bears, man. I don't like teddy bears. Well, that's probably why you're sad and alone. <laughs> that's mate. very true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just says in my Tinder profile, "Don't like teddy bears." Don't like teddy bears, and no one's fighting. Never for get him. any matches. Um, oh, yeah, so we're going to talk about love films um, and rom coms and rom coms and, and, we, and Gavin's love life and why he's going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if and yeah, we've got a few things we want to kind of uh, pick up on. Um, our quick highlight for the episode, as we always do or mostly do, which we'll not stick to whatsoever. Nope. What makes a good love film, and what even is a love film slash rom com? Um, why do love films now need a gimmick? Um, and by that, what I I mean is love films don't really feel like love films no. nowadays. And finally. Maybe personal opinion we can discuss. Love films with sad endings trump love films with good endings. And through all of this, we'll be spluttering in different movies that we think are good or bad. And Atonement, by the way, is a fucking amazing film and Gary doesn't like it. And because of that, I don't like Gary anymore. <laughs> we'll, um, you know, yeah, we'll get stuck into it. So, Atonement, right. Why, what is a love film? First and foremost, and then we can talk about Atonement. What is, what is a love? What's a love film? What's a rom com? And why does Google tell me Sean? No, sorry. Why does Empire tell me that Shaun of the Dead is a love film when it's clearly not? Because there is an element to the plot that is love based, and Empire being the dearth of movie <laughs> knowledge and insight that they are. Just thought we'll just put it on the list. Just stick it in there. Just fucking why not? It'll be controversial. We we'll get, we'll get a bunch of hits. Just people read because like Shaun of the Dead, but it's it's shut up. So Empire. right, so that's not a love useless film. Useless hacks. Just to just to clarify, Shaun of the Dead is not a love nope. film. It's a film that has a love. I would con- say connection. It's, it's, love it's, it's a zombie. It's point. a zombie film centered around a bromance. Oh, a bromance. Yeah, between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost character. I'll give you that, but Empire says it's a a, a rom. Yeah, but. Empire a film probably... about choosing to commit to your girlfriend, growing out of your twenties, and ditching the dregs of your record collection. Most of the people that work at Empire probably can't even spell the word, so I don't know what they are. <laughs> they can just go away. So you think it's a it's a bromcom? Yeah. See, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't even say that. I just think it's a straight up comedy. Zombie, I mean, the film kind of zombie, starts zombie and comedy. ends uh, centered on the friendship between those two guys. Yeah. And it's the thing that kind of charges the film forward. No, what charges the film forward is zombies. Sure, but it's <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. But in the middle, in the midst of all that crazy right, well, zombiness, what about Zombieland? Uh, Lo- is that a love film? It's, it's Start, about- it starts off with Jesse Eisenberg being desperately alone and ends with him, and entirely throughout the whole film, he's trying to get with uh, you know what, Stone. Do you know what Zombieland is? It's a fucking terrible film, and I. I'm not asking about your. Don't want a sequel. All I'm asking for is: is it a love film? No. Based on your parameters of it starts with Eisenberg saying he's lonely and looking for because they are and finishing unquote relationship that happens in that film is the most bland, unearned crap. What is just like they go from we hate each other to. Oh, you're kind of cute too. Now we love each other. Yeah, and, like, because, and there's, there's they, no because they killed Bill Murray. That brings people together. 
No, it doesn't. That it would tears me, people apart. If we killed Bill Murray together. Have you noticed that since Bill Murray died, the world has gotten even worse? Because when you, you lose Bill Murray, things don't get better. Bill Murray dead? No. But well, that I... explains why the, the skies aren't burning. <laughs> <laughs> what? When what? Bill Murray dies. Are you, are you just prepping for when people are listening to this in the far future? I mean, I'm predicting things. Should we just start naming? Do you want to know what oh, happened? Oh, man, when, Do you know what, you want to know what Christopher Walken died, I was heartbroken. Do you want to know what actually happened? You is, can cut all these out as you, you go, said, audio boy, and just plop them into their random episodes as you, we need You them. said Bill Murray, <laughs> and then my head registered Robin Williams, and then I was thinking about the Aladdin trailer that's recently come out, where Will Smith is Aladdin. Big and blue. And then I just thought about Rob Millions being dead, and that like took over my entire head, and I just got really sad. And I thought the world's not getting any better because Rob Millions was dead. What do you think of Will Smith's big blue jeans? It looks fucking awful. I, uh, I'm gonna go see it though. I mean, I have to. I've got to see the train wreck that Guy Ritchie has created because <laughs> it looks so bad. Ah, uh, see, I'm kind of like. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm like excited, but I wouldn't say I'm like it looks terrible. I'm in this really weird. What on earth is it? Like, I'm, I think I'm curious. And that's not a good... You shouldn't ever be curious about a film with, like... Out. I mean... Like, I'm curious about the end game, but I'm excited for that. But this one, I'm just like, I yeah. just want to know what's happening. Because Audio Boy and I watched that, that trailer that recently came out. And then mm-hmm. we watched the original trailer for the original animated film. And it's just like, you watch... You look at that trailer and it's just so... It's popping with life and colour and beautiful animation. Yeah. And then you look at this one and it just looks like drab and... Ugly like, and do you not think filled Lord, with CGI. Do you not think Jafar just has zero menace? Yeah, he has nothing. He just nothing. seems so. He is just man in silly costume. <laughs> Even the guy playing Aladdin just looks like guy in silly costume. <laughs> and Jasmine, the <sighs> is Aladdin a love film? Yes. So, Shaun of the Dead, not a love film. We can agree. Yes. And I think I think for me the the line in the sand is a love film has to have the the romance as a, as the main thrust of the movie, yeah, the driving force. You like my use, not just like because otherwise, like thrust. if you use Shaun of the Dead as, as an example, are you not acknowledging I said thrust, thrust, like, like Chicken Run? No, like sexual thrust. I was well. Anytime I hear the word thrust, thrust, all I can think about is the chicken and chi- the Scottish chicken and Chicken Run that says it. Thrust, thr- thrust. She rolls her eyes really well. That's any. It's one of those words that's just stuck in my head. We went to very different places. Chicken Run. Yeah, I know. I was... Chicken Run love film? No. This whole episode is just going to be me asking you if films are love films. <laughs> Avengers and Funny at War. Is that a love film? Is that a love film? So yeah, right. Stop saying thrust. Sorry. Has to be the driving force of the film. So in the case yeah. of Shaun of the Dead, there is a love... There's, there's, a, there's, plot, there's aspect... a plot point which is about yes. the relationship. Yes. That doesn't count. Because otherwise, Chicken Run, Star Wars... Any film that has a relationship at any point during its runtime would be classed as a love film. Yeah. Right? The so Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, exactly. And they're clearly not. It's clearly not a love film. It just has a relationship. Yeah. So there we go. So that's our. So to summarize, Empire, bunch of idiots. Empire, bunch of idiots. Get fucked, Empire. <laughs> I went to them as well because I know you hate Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, maybe Empire's got a bit more clout. What, 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 in future, for when I'm doing my research, what's the. You can give a free plug here. What? Where should I go? Ramblingsofascotsman.com Ramblingsofascotsman.com These plugs are just getting worse, man. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> it's, it's almost desperate now. I am desperate. I'm desperate for love. I'm desperate for clicks. And I'm desperate for uh, a pint, actually, as well. Yeah, yeah feeling it. Yeah. So, interestingly, though, rom-coms fundamentally focus on a relationship with a comedy slant. Yes. But love films 
focus on a relationship, but like I said in the beginning, a lot of them nowadays don't feel like they focus. They don't feel like they're focusing on a relationship. And what I, I suppose for me, what I mean by this is, I watched The Star Is Born. Yes, loved it. Very good film. It's enjoyable. It's good. And then came out, talked about it, whatever. Star is born. It's in my head. Um, I don't know what I classed Those it as. Tunes just get stuck. Those in tunes, there. good music. I didn't know what I classed it as. And then when I was doing my research, I was like, oh yeah, Star is born. That's not a love film. And I was like, oh no, wait, it's a hundred percent a love film. Yeah, because it's like film. the main thing that kind of... it's their relationship. Yeah. So maybe this is just me. And if I'm if I'm just being dense here, tell me. But in my head, it's like that didn't feel like a love film. Watching it, and even afterwards, I didn't feel like I'd watched what I would classify as a as a as a love movie, well, I you, guess. Yeah, I kind of get what you mean because it's like I watched it and I enjoyed the chemistry of both the actors and the characters at mm-hmm. the same time, but I never felt like I was watching a love film. Yeah, right. But then what? But it, that's clearly what I think it wants to be. So then, what would we class it as now? See, that, yeah, it's it's an odd. It's kind of a weird. We have to come up with a new genre right now. Oh, we're gonna yeah. make history. Um. <laughs> God, I've got nothing. There's just this blankness across my face. It's weird. It's I'm just a weird, of weird though, like right? sex on yendos. That's all I can think. Of. What are you? Are you okay, man? No, I'm on the brain today. You know, it's getting close to Valentine's. It's Monday. It is Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh man! So Again, we're... I just want to. My brain just goes to some really dark, dirty places, and I'm just trying to. Stop myself because I don't want to give Audio Boy any more work for editing. <laughs> so, what would you class as a love film? So, in, in the sense that Star is Born is, it doesn't feel like a love film, but it is once you think about it. Yeah. What's a definitive? Bosh? I mean, you'd atonement, go, you'd say, presumably. I mean, atonement, yeah. Uh, it's a, a love film set within the backdrop of World War One and done beautifully. Nope. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it, like, all right. So here we go. Like, here's my reason for not liking Atonement, and this is gonna be one of these weird. Gary just doesn't like things for weird reasons, and you're going to say it, and you're going to make fun of me. Atonement's fine as a film. I think I watched it when I was younger, and I was just like, I mean, it's history. You know, history and history and gangster films are my two like. I I mean, oh yeah, I'm well done with gangster films. I just try. I try. I just don't care about either genre, and it's like I appreciate there are films out there that are good, but I'm I don't know. They just don't resonate with me. I can't explain to you just how little interest I have in Scorsese's The Irishman. It's like gangster film with De Niro and uh, Pacino and DiCaprio, and I'm just like, but it's just gonna be gangster shit. So gangster films and history films are the two that I can't, I just can't resonate with. So I watched Atonement anyway. Got it from uh, what was that? What was the the service where they posted you out films? Love film. Got it from Love Film. Ties into this. Got it posted out to me. Oh, love film, yeah. There we go. Got see. it posted out to me and um, sent it back very quickly. Luminally, I hung on to them for a few days, maybe give them a second watch because I had to make the most out of my seven ninety nine subscription fee. <laughs> I, I that was that was back, but purely because I watched it, mm-hmm. was like, oh, and I enjoyed it. I was like, I was I was enjoying Damn it. Right I was like, this is good. This is wow. What's going to happen to these two people lost in history? Lost. They keep. Ships in the night missing each other. Oh, they've come together. Oh, wait, no, actually, that whole film was just made up by this girl who felt bad. So what was yeah. the point of it? Crap. That's, <laughs> that's crap. That's a waste of my time. It's not a waste it's of a your time. It's a complete waste of my time. It's a complete waste of your time. It's the, the, the same thing happened with Memoirs of a Geisha. It's just like, I, I mean, in that one, I pulled the, my own, the rug out from under my own feet. But this Steady one, on. 
this pulling yourself film, off in films. It stole two hours of my life. Two okay. and a half hours, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, who cares about the time it steals from your life? Me. Oh, I that's, care that's about That's a fair it. point, actually. I can't argue that. Any film, any film, if it finished and it was, it went, it was all a dream, you would be rightfully pissed off. Because what's the point? Because in the context of atonement, it's it's doing the anti-kind of love film almost, where it's like, because if that was to be done in a kind of generic Hollywood way, they would have got which, together. Which it was done it was in a generic Hollywood way. I'm going to use this mic stand to beat you to death. <laughs> On the day of love, I will kill you. <laughs> uh, it's doing, because it, it could have ended of just like happy, it could have done the Spielberg where everything's wrapped up in a nice little neat bow. It's all happy. You go home with not a care in the world. And, oh, good, look, they got together. But it's like, no, that's not how the world works. That's not how yeah, happy. They died within the first Five minutes. Fair enough. He if didn't. it happened halfway through the film, and I don't know, maybe a bit later, but it's it's the whole film was made up. No, it wasn't. No. Yeah, no. yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. Good. Uh, no, because he goes on to the point of where he goes off to war, and then he dies during she the was war. Dead before that. I, I haven't watched it. No, since she then. wasn't. I can't remember because I haven't watched it since I first watched she, it. Because I went. This he, is. He nonsense. went off to war after they had their little canoodly woodly. And she went off to do her thing, and does she not accuse him of raping her? No, that's a different. That's uh, Bennett Cumberbatch's character, and accuses him of raping. Uh, no, he, yeah, he gets accused of it by a different character, and that's why he's sent away. Right, and then he's conscripted into the war, and then so him and uh, Keira Knightley's character. I mean, they only had one seat. night together. Didn't yeah, they? but it was love. They'd been it was like love. That's lust, mate. Wait, they'd been like. Uh, flirting and all sorts up until that point then had that night of lust and then he got carted away sent off to the war died during the war and uh, she never saw him again and it was when that when did one. she die? she just kind of kind of fell into a bad place no, but she she definitely dies she yeah, doesn't think, die of old age she no, gets like she does, sepsis or something she does die as well but later on after he died Chlamydia? she died of a broken heart Fucking nailed it. Fucking <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and then the girl who the girl who uh, accused uh, or or accused James McAvoy or, or got him taken away feels this guilt and so then it's she so she goes on to write the story about uh, how they how end up, up together story. and it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. It's that not. ending scene where James McAvoy walks through the fucking poppies. Beautiful. Anyway, spoilers for Atonement. <laughs> James McAvoy. Don't dies. watch it. Fuck it. Watch it. I'm happy I spoiled it. I'm happy that we didn't put a spoiler warning on this whole thing like because if you. I've now saved you two and a half hours. No, you haven't. Life. Watch Atonement. It's fucking beautiful. It's not. Plus, it's also funny plus that, you... that that lustful sex scene is hot. It's also hot fire. Stop it, man. Like I'm a... honestly worried about it's it. It's like a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> it's funny that you keep saying a these hot bag of celebrity names. What you said, McAvoy, Kieran Knightley, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kieran Knightley. Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. This is Mac... I can't remember any of these people. I remember Kieran Knightley, but. Again, maybe it's because I expunged that film from my head. I was also, just... uh, there's that other... Oh, she's not a British actress because she can't do a British accent. Anne Hathaway. No, it's not. She's British, you big balloon. Anne Hathaway's not British. Yes, she is. Anne Hathaway's not British. I'm sure she is. Anne, Hath Anne Hathaway's not British, right? I mean, when it comes to Anne Hathaway, I don't care because she's a very boring person. Uh, what's the name Where of is she? Name? Yeah, United States. New York City. Why is... Oh, Sher Saoirse Ronan's also in uh, Atonement. But that's Saoirse... Alfie Allen, he's in it. Where you need, you need, you need to this? talk to you. You need to talk into your mic. I am talking Phillip's into my mic. Miss all this. I am talking into my mic. 
I'm also trying to find this bloody actress. I mean, it's fine. Let's move on. You were wrong about Atonement. You are wrong about Anne Hathaway. Anne Ga- Hathaway's two, a boring actress. 2-0 to Gary. Scratch him up, audio boy. Give me a, give me two sound effects. Ding, ding. He's yep. Not- he's, no, he's he that's it. He's in now. You know, like, <laughs> he, the turnaround in this episode has to be quick. Yeah. I'll send him the dings. I'll send him the dings. Just use that. Ding, ding. I, I'll do it myself. Ding, ding. There you go. Two, two nil to Gary. Your noise is this. Even when you're right. <laughs> Even when I'm right. <laughs> Which is often. I am often right. Right. Where are we? What are we talking about? We just ended our wonderful discussion of the beautiful film Atonement, which you should also go so, watch. Atonement. So, after Atonement, what other good love films are there? I mean, I've got a whole, a whole list. My favourite love film that I've seen in recent times is Ghost Story. In recent time, I would, for me, say... Casey Affleck, Rudy Mara. Yeah. Great film. Solid, beautiful film, brilliant film. That's a, as far as love films go, that's a brilliant love film. That fucking pie-eating scene, and that's not a, a euphemism. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even annoyed about that one. Um, it was not a cream pie. Oof, it's, and like in the, in that really intimate scene at the beginning where they're... It was a chocolate pecan pie. They're just uh, like cuddling and kissing. Yeah. Like, oh. I had three walkouts in the cinema at that film. Oh yeah, I had quite a few walkouts. But I understand why, because like, if you, yeah. look at, if you look at the poster of that film you, and you don't know what it's about, you're either going to think it's ghost story and it's genuinely going to be scary yeah. or a comedy because yeah. the poster was a sheet with the eyes cut out. Yeah, because when I went to see that film, there were four teenagers like sitting just like a wee bit away from me. Clearly, they thought it was a horror film yeah. and they quickly realized it wasn't. So they started trying to ruin the experience for everyone else because fuck teenagers, arseholes. And then security had to come, and this this security guard came. Did you in. hear that as well? Fuck teenagers, arseholes! Oh no! Oh no! That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Now I look like a sexual deviant, and I'm not on this on this beautiful day of love. I've, I've, I've done a terrible thing. Please cut this. Please cut this. If this isn't cut from the episode and it's in it, know that I have moved out of my flat with the audio boy and I'm on my own in the streets because I don't want to be alive anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) So the the teenagers are trying to ruin the experience for you. I've done so many. (laughs) I've done... I've done so many overnight shifts and then so many hours. I'm so tired. I am so tired of people. Oh. Right. Let we'll, we'll we'll start from when you were in the cinema scene. I don't even want to tell the story anymore. You got to finish it. Right, if you're not, we can move on. I mean, I finished. Okay. So that that's for that's for sure. But Ghost Story is a great film, and as far as love films go, I think it's a solid, solid entry. But it falls quite well into my category. If it doesn't, again, it's, it's not. Ne- yeah, because where that film feel goes like a love film. afterwards, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. about a kind of exploration of life and. And it gets all weird yeah, afterwards, but it's all great. You see what I mean, though. And yeah. I, 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 I'm, I can't think. I don't really think that there's like a definable this. Oh, no, actually, saying that love, uh, Simon that came out last year did not see love Simon. I, I, I as far as love films go, is is nice, really nice film. I really, mean, really heartfelt. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. It was good. Yeah. Good film. Yeah. And it, that, that's definitely like, yeah, maybe it's just the kind of love films are, you know, you get two buckets of love films. You get the arty farty love films and you just get the ones you go see with your mum because... And guess which ones I like more. 
Oh, Gavin, I wonder. Could it be the arty farty ones? <laughs> <laughs> because literally the, the ones that I saw recently mm-hmm. in the last couple of years that are love films that are just perfection would be uh, uh, Call Me By Your Name and uh, Phantom Thread. Those yeah. are two just like... Phantom Thread falls into my category. Of, of like... doesn't feel like a love film. But it's such, it obviously is. It's, but. Again, it's kind of and not to bring back Atonement because I know you love it so much. But the Atonement way of it, it's like it's a love film that goes back on itself. Yeah, because it's these two people who love each other, but in like a kind of self-destructive way. But somehow it's healthy for the both of them, yeah. and it's really weird. Whereas Common by Your Name's just a stunning exploration of two people falling for one another and going on this magical journey in Italy. God, that film's just mm. beautiful. Was Roma a love film? No. It wasn't. It has... Is there any love films kind of Oscar nominated this year? Star is Born. Star is Born. That's yeah, kinda... that's probably it. And then Bohemian Rhapsody is just uh, just something that makes you want to throw up on yourself. So it's, that's all that is. <laughs> but you'll hear more about that. So in, scathing uh, about these films. like Favourite? I mean, not... Well, yeah, it's the favourite of love films. This is what I'm talking about. What, like, what is the definition of a love film? What beats need to be hit? What needs to be... What? Ne- where does where does the love film classification go? Like, how far can you stretch it? I mean, you can stretch it as far as you want. But... I mean, yeah, you can definitely stretch it. I mean, how long it took... Because if you think about Marvel and how they genre hop from, like, an espionage film to a weird sci-fi film to whatever the fuck Ant-Man is, bad, I guess, is when are they going like to do... Heist. The first Ant-Man was a heist film. Yeah. When are they going to do a love slash rom com kind of? It'll be the Black Widow standalone film if they ever pull that out. You sexist bastard! Just because no, she's I, a woman, I, that's how I get no, it. I'm not saying. I just mean that that will be it. That because of that exact that reaction. Do you think they'll go off? The that's st- a reaction normal people have, but the Disney execs will be like, <laughs> "Bags of money." Do you think they'll she's do a woman? They'll, they'll uh, explore that thing that Joss Whedon put into Age of Ultron, where she was like the part of those Russian school things where. They messed with her uterus and stuff, so she couldn't have babies. So she'd be the perfect spy and all that kind of jazz. Maybe and if they ever give her a solo film, probably. I mean, apparently, but I just don't think they can. They're, they're now closer than they've ever been to doing it. But the question it would depend I, on how well Captain Marvel does, presumably. Because yeah. again, big old sexist Disney execs being the uh, giving it the I but female-led superhero films—that's preposterous. I mean, I don't know if Disney thinks that anymore. Because I mean, if they can do Star Wars, which is headlined by Ray. I mean, I don't know if that's the the way Disney thinks anymore. Plus, they saw how well Wonder Woman did. So, why wouldn't they be like, we we should have done this sooner? Yeah. Plus, look how great Black Panther did. It's like when you kind of focus in on people who haven't had the f- the focus before the limelight. The limelight. It's like these films do really well. So, I think female led anything movies at this point are just going to be uh, more and more prevalent. Mm. Hopefully, yeah. What's the what's that I mean, test? The be- best best. Blurkledell test. What? Blurkledell. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, like, uh, two women have a conversation that doesn't have anything to and do with not, a man. Yeah, not about the main... They just talk about, like... Should we talk about Manic Pixie Dream Girl? I mean, I don't know. I don't... You I... know what that is? No. So the Manic... Uh, let me... Ooh, let me... Quickly... Audio Boy's nodding his head. Do I well, know what it, that is? Because it, it kind of ties quite well... Well, not tie... I'd say... Actually, yeah. It, like, any rom-com, Refresh my memory, then, because apparently so... I don't know about it. Um, Wikipedia, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Um, the first paragraph synopsis, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a stock character type in films, um, who exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. 
So they're effectively female characters that exist in films. Does it have purely... examples for the audience? 500 Days of Summer. I mean, there's a lot of examples here. So let's give you. I know some someone who that's her favorite film. Um, it's not me. Paper Towns, uh, Vanellope von Schweetz in Wreck It Ralph counts. Uh, Allison in Yes Man, which is Zoe Deschanel's character. Um, Kate Hudson in Almost Famous. Hmm. I mean, it's. You kind of look at any. There's a lot of films outside the love film genre that, that fall into the trap. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim's a, a great example. Um, but in love films, a lot of the time, because a lot of love films focus around, you know, a male centric men yeah. trying to find the one. Pretty much all of well, these. And, and, and it's always entr- men that are like, oh, that- I don't understand how life works. What am I going to do? I'm so weird. That's an interesting thing if you think about it. Of like- <laughs> and then they meet the girl of their dreams and oh, she brings them out of their shell and then now they're, he's, he's a millionaire because he sold a book to a bug <laughs> or something. I don't know. Love films are <laughs> male-led kind of centric films where it's like, I'm down my luck and he mm. finds the one. And then rom-coms are more female character-led mm. where, they're, where they're just kind of like, Oh. And then, like the doofy guy comes along, and then, well, in rom coms, I will, I'll give you that. In rom coms, there's a lot of doofy guys. That's pretty much the the standard. Yeah, the standard. Men are, men are idiots, and women are like the these women, guess, graceful like, women who fix the men. Wear cardigans and just know the world. Yeah, Fifty First Dates with Adam. I mean, any Adam Sandler love film. In yeah. fact, all of the Adam Sandler love films. Any Mark Wahlberg. Ro- any Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's weird. That he Seth Rogen ones. He's always a doof. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's kind Butler, of, he, but then this is all of these, all these ones that you're kind of naming are the manic pixie dream girl t- like trope. That's that's kind of because they're all the doofy idiots, and then they meet the one, and the one teaches them how knocked not up teaches a, them how to be a better not grown be a up doofy idiot. Yeah, fifty uh, first dates teaches them how to uh, commit for a long term yeah. relationship. Like, and it's all done because the the woman. Thank God for a woman. Now the, the, you've learned something, and we and this is this this entire episode has gone up to a seven after the comments I said earlier. I mean, you brought it down. <laughs> I didn't Being mean to. Given it a seven to generous. I didn't generous. mean to. Um, so yeah, so there we go. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. That's a it's it's a problem with the love films, kind of in 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 general, really. Which is why you're right. It's always nice when you do get a kind of female led uh, love film that isn't. Or another example of like when I bring it back to Coleman by your name, it's just like that, sir. A relationship centered upon a young boy who's about like 17, 18, mm. and then a man who's about 25, 26, who just kind of fall for each other. And they just, and the film doesn't treat it like, oh, look, it's it's two men. Forbidden like, love. The film is just like, these two people really love each other. Well, these two people are falling for one another in that kind of way that people do sometimes. And mm. it's just, and it's beautiful. I need to watch it. It's on <sighs> Netflix, isn't it? Uh, I think it's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. God, it's so good. I'll try and I'll dig it up. So, yeah, that, I mean, it, it kind of brings me, presumably all good endings in those ones. Because that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, the and him, no. No? No. Well, and you know what? Without giving too many spoilers away, I kind of am in that place. of I honestly think love films that have sad endings are better than love films with yes. a good ending. Because one of my favourite... Love films of all time is Titanic. Uh, uh, fuck no, <laughs> God. That's if I ever to see or hear about Titanic again, I'm gonna drown myself. Well, you know what we're gonna do? I'm about to talk about it. Oh, no. Do you? How much do you like? Ti- you're a big like Titanic. Titanic's a good. It's a great movie. The first half is all love and building up story, and the second half is pure action. So it's James like two films in it's one. It's a James Cameron movie. It's like because Terminator is like action, and then there's a romance between Carl Reese and Sarah Connor, and then. Spoilers for Terminator, Calvary dies, and then 
they she goes on to be like this badass. The Terminator series is a fucking viper's nest of its own making. It's right? a nightmare. It is a nightmare. So as of the latest Terminator, which is Terminator Genesis. Genesis. What? Genesis. Is that how you pr- are you just pronouncing it stupid? Well, it has a Y in it, so it's Genesis. <laughs> Black K Klansman has a K in it, but you always have a go at me for how I pronounce the that. Desolation of Smeuga has dumb letters in it. <laughs> right. Terminator Genesis, whatever. Size. Um as of the latest film, that one they sent the Terminator back further than the original Terminator. And yes. that's why there's a granddad. Back Terminator. to when Sarah Connor was a kid. Right. And in but it's a good Terminator they send back, isn't it? Yes. To kill a bad Terminator that's also been sent back. Yes. So, in that throwaway plot point, they have clarified that Skynet are just willing to keep sending Terminators back further and further and further and further into the past. Why not, just, why not just send them back to Adam and Eve and then they're done? They... Well, that's the thing. It's, like, it's just such a stupid... It's like It's such an utterly ridiculous and stupid... They've already fucked that because the first one they try and play it off is like, oh, the butterfly effect. We can only kill Seracon. We figured it out if we kill her, it shouldn't affect the rest of the timeline. Skynet will still happen. But if they're going to keep sending Terminators back in time forever, like further and further back until they just succeed, it's I mean, like, it, well, what's the if you think about the it, point now? James Cameron made uh, a producer producer's wet dream, which is a popular sci-fi film that they can then just milk until the end of time because the plot just gives them the freedom to do that. Just keep going back. Because that's what, that's all the term- And like, as Arnie gets older and older, the plot, it still makes sense. That's the thing. Because, yeah. <laughs> you just, oh yeah, they send him back, uh, how old are you now, Arnold? <laughs> Arnie? Uh, like 75. All right, yeah, they send him back 75 years. That's why he looks 75 years old. Bosh. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the, that one that's, the one that's coming out over. either this year or next year, it's directed by the guy who did the first Deadpool the original actress who played Sarah Connor is coming back. Oh, that's cool. For Sarah Connor. So it's technically, they're wiping is, out... What's her name? Daenerys? Is, no, she's gone. Because... Oh, she's not coming back? What they're doing is, they're doing... Are they doing like, an X-Men? They're doing one and two, and then the, all the other ones after that don't exist. Oh, they're doing a Halloween? Yeah, they're just cutting all of them out, and this this next one is going to be the third one in the, what was supposed to be Cameron's trilogy, but never Wait, ended. wasn't the Terminator 3 officially... A... Yeah, but Cameron didn't have any really to do with that and everyone hates it so they're just like nah it's gone fuck it just kibosh on that one <laughs> goodbye I mean it's a so bad film now we're gonna have old Sarah Connor yep old Watch- Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. Terminator set presumably in what like 2045 I think they're gonna kind of set it so it's like their age difference or their how much they've aged to make sense but it'll have to be after the apocalypse <laughs> because in Terminator they didn't stop it after Terminator 2 they did stop it. No. Yeah. Didn't yeah, because then Terminator 3 wouldn't have happened and when it did. Because it's oh, in Terminator yeah. 3 that it does happen because the end of Terminator 3, it says no matter what you do, it all, the it inevitably always happens. And I'm like, well, you yeah, but that. presumably no matter what you do, I mean, that's, well then, that surely still holds true though. I mean, realistically, if you're talking about Probably, yeah, but Skynet. After Terminator 2, the... Dragon this... iRobot is Terminator set in the far future. God, I hope not. Because then Shia LaBeouf is in the future, and that means he survives. Is that? Oh, yeah. He... Will Smith, Shia LaBeouf. And uh, Alan Tudyk does the voice of the robot. He played Wash in Firefly or I know, yeah. K2SO in uh, I know Rogue that, One. But for our yeah, listeners, you don't. For our listeners. listeners. For Firefly fans. <laughs> Shout out pe- to all 20 of you. Rest in peace, Wash. <laughs> Spoilers. There you go. Um, right, we were talking about Terminator. You were talking about Titanic. Ah, well, back to Titan- We tricked you, everyone listening. This, we told you it was a love episode, and now we're talking about sci-fi I mean, again. I love Terminator 1 and 2, so... <laughs> Which one do you prefer? 
Why would you do this to me? Well, I'm just curious. Let's go back to Titanic. You tell me why you think Titanic's a good film. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. First off, love film, second half action movie. Is that it? <laughs> it's it's all it's like a like a smorgasbord of of genres. There's comedy. That's two in there. genres. That's not a smorgasbord. Comedy. That's a pretty weak smorgasbord of just two. All right. Well, it's a two. That's why you say, look at my cheese board. I it's have like, mozzarella right, like... and cheddar. <laughs> Isn't this a lovely cheese board? <laughs> who puts mozzarella on a cheese board? Yeah, the, the person who thinks a smorgasbord psycho. counts for two. You can have a cheese board. You have some cheddar. You have some brie. You have some stilton. Some edam. I mean, if you're audio boy, you put blue cheese in there because he's a philistine. You put a blue cheese. I'll give you that. Yeah. You can right, put mozzarella on a cheese board. Yeah, but I'm a fucking... psychopath. I'm a goddamn maverick. I'm a crazy person. Anyway, Titanic's a good film. I mean, it's fine. It's It's fun. Fun is the word you would choose to describe Titanic, the terrible historical disaster in which hundreds of people died. Well, it wasn't Fun the is the word you the, choose. You want to get into conspiracy theories? It wasn't even the Titanic that sank. It was the Oceanic, and it was the sister ship, and it was an insurance. That was the name scam. of the plane that went down and lost. No, it was. I'm being. <laughs> this is. A, wait, maybe not Oceanic. Uh, Titanic. Yeah, she had a sister, sister ship. Yeah, and, and the sister ship was the one that went down, not the Titanic. The Britannic and, and the Olympic, those two. Yeah. So there was a. It was an insurance scam, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the a conspiracy, theory, yeah. If you believe the theory, I mean, I would believe Leonardo DiCaprio would be involved in an insurance scam, so that, that makes sense to me. That's good. Um, well, sorry, silence as I rack my brains of where what we what, sorry, <laughs> what are we talking about? How did you get? How did you get to Titanic? Because <laughs> it's a love film. It's okay, a love film. I mean, Thank you. That, yeah, I know where you were going to go. As you were saying about uh, love films that end have a sad ending or better than ones yeah. happy ending, sorry. and then I was going to say that. My favourite uh, love film that definitely has a sad ending and pretty much the whole film is just a crushing uh, uh, puncture of your heart mm-hmm. is Blue Valentine. So I've never seen Blue Valentine. Saying Ryan Gosling and uh, Michelle Williams. Oh, cool. And it's, good names. It, those are good names. They are good names. For good, and those are good actors. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, and that's kind of a an exploration of a relationship from its beginning through to its very terrible destructive harmful end mm-hmm. and it's one of gosling's best performances michelle williams is always is just fucking brilliant and it just and i always say that i was saying this to audio boy a wee bit ago when i watch films i'm an emotional masochist and i like when a film makes me feel things that are bad that mm-hmm. hurt me and blue valentine just does that in droves and because of that i just fucking sit there and weep and love every second of it which it's it's a great it is like but the, i but here's the thing so are film love films that have a sad ending better, or is it just because we're so used to love films ending on a high note? Yeah, they kind of schmaltzy, kind of like they're happy. Yeah. They've got two kids. They've got the picket fence. Woohoo! It's kind of like blending whereas in reality, well. we're all going to die alone, and there's no picket fence. And Bobby left for college and never came back, and little Julia died in the womb. <laughs> is that if, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's just you know that's what's like it's, it's that's what life is. Whose? Um, Not mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the Terry family. The Terry family. There you go. Are you okay, man? No, I'm really not. I'm really worrying. I'm me. so tired. All you're talking about is sex and sadness. <laughs> the two S's of my two, life. They're two terrible things to Those mix. Those are the two S's of my life: sex and sadness. Oh. But I only have one of them, and it's sadness. <laughs> 
I didn't know that when we were recording the Love uh, uh, Rom-Com episode that we were just going to dive deep into the, the damaged psyche of Gavin. I'm trying not to. <laughs> you keep fucking bringing it up. That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, you're in a happy relationship. Why don't you make points about that? Because <laughs> they just bring out more of this. Um, Here's a question for you then. Go. Shoot. Why... Do you prefer sad endings in love films and not happy endings? Well, I think that's it. I think it's because you're just so used to a happy ending. So, I know I've talked about her before, yes. but like, wow. Oh, that moment when he's just sitting on the stairs and she's like, oh, I'm speaking to 256. Yeah. And, it and just he's, breaks your he's heart. heartbroken because yeah. he can't comprehend. He literally can't comprehend it. It's just such a raw moment. Yeah. Empathy of someone who you feel like you can relate to when it comes to a relationship or someone they love because we've all been there we've all loved someone and it it's not worked out and it's broken your heart you can just like zero in in that mm. and that empathy you feel is like magnified because of the experiences we've had yeah. whereas happiness we can go fucking watch any film and just get given happiness in droves we're yeah. drunk on happiness in films just go see any Disney you go film. watch the new aladdin film with will smith we're gonna be drunk in happiness with how great it is but but often just that kind of that little needle of heart that brings out the empathy yeah. in your heart is and it, it, it's probably it can make a more meaningful experience you're, you're probably right it's, me, it's more meaningful because we've all we've all experienced it you're right Heartbreak. i think that's it like it's the one that got can, away everyone can relate to to a heartbreak moment so when you see it in film and like you know my my general consensus is that on my day-to-day I sit at a pretty average level of content, which I, which I, I, which is a good thing. I, you know, that that falls into happy. So I, I would say ninety percent of the day, if not all of the day, as long as nothing untoward happens, I'm happy. So I go see a film, and I'm like, yep, that made me happy. But that's the same thing that I kind of feel anyway. Whereas when I when I feel something roaring, heart bound, oh god, that love film made me cry in the cinema, which happens a shit ton. I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm like just a fountain in a, I'm a love film. I'm a weeping child. Any, the, the most insignificant thing can happen, and I'll just start welling up now. I don't know. I used to be dead inside. I still am. But there's now tears on top of that deadness. Tears coming out, of and the it deadness. just it just just comes yeah. out. But it's just it's I don't know. But then it's maybe it's just another. And this is like a nice place for us to cry in the dark. <laughs> like a sad. I, mean, I do it often. It's like, it's like a sad. I say good night, audio boy. I'm off to bed, and I go into my room. <laughs> I just cry for <sighs> six to eight minutes. And I go, well, that's my daily crying session over. Down. Time for bed. Is that a woman that's addicted to crying? She cries fifty times a day. You see oh, that? That wakes up, has an eight minute cry, which has a night tears, and then throughout the day she has to have cry breaks. Because she's just like... Is this like a disorder or like an actual... Like, well, I mean, no, Gavin. That's a perfectly normal way of living your life. Yes, it's I mean, a the, fucking disorder. The, there's people that are in love with Ferris wheels. And I don't I don't know if that's... Yeah, a... and they fall into the same category of people that are addicted to crying. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I, all I know is after a, a good old cry, everything... Your head just like feels like it's compressing your brain you're just like fuck i mean it, so here's the thing when, when when watching a film that does make you cry it's a bit of a misnomer hmm. because everyone feels great the moment they stop crying and like and pretty much every film that i can think of that makes you have like a good sob some yeah sometimes it's great just to get it out of the gets, system. gets it out but then then the film also kind of goes and here's a happy thing 
Does it need to be about the the, the romance? It could be about it. Like, oh, here's a happy. They got thing. a dog, and everyone yeah. loves a dog, and it's good. Look, and you kind of go, oh yeah, I'm gonna stop crying and be happy again. And it's a bit of a so maybe this is why I think love films with a sad ending are better than a love films with a good ending because I've been tricked because what you know, sad to happy mm. is memorable because you're like, oh wow, that's locked in there rather than just all happy all the way through. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, life's just a fucking mystery. Who knows? Life is a mystery. It is. It, life is a roller coaster. Just gotta ride it. Ronan Keaton, everybody. I Rest in peace. He's not dead, but his career is. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> remember Jack Frost? Audio Boy loved that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was stuck in his memory. With Michael Keaton? Do you me- well, yeah, Michael Keaton. But when I was a kid, I, I didn't know who... I didn't know actors. So I saw the name Keaton and I was like, oh, sweet, Ronan Keating's in Jack Frost. I uh, can't wait to hear his hit song, <laughs> Love is a Roller Coaster. God. Watch that whole film. It's not in there. Also, on Jack Frost, do you remember the horror film Jack Frost 3? No. Right. So so here, so there was Jack Frost, the kids' film, which is about Ronan, Michael Keaton. Ronan Keaton. Michael Keaton. Who He's on the brain now. Goes into a snowman and then loves his kids. After it's dying. a weird film. That's an odd concept. What? So he dies. Does, does Why it, does his soul go into the snowman? Because he does is he driving in the snow, trying to get home to his kid because he works too much and his kid never sees him and he's like, he feels bad. And then he slides off and dies and his kid happened to build a snowman. He, oh, in fact, his kid's like, oh, I built a snowman. He's like, can't wait to see it, son. And then like he dies. And then because it's a movie, his soul goes into the snowman. So there wasn't, and there the wasn't bad like guy in that is a guy who drives a plow. <laughs> and wants to plow away all I don't the snow. I remember that. And That's... he wants to plow away all the snow, so he's a bad guy. <laughs> what a what a simple villain. What what a simpler time in, in He's movies. not even a bad guy. He's just a government He's just employee, a guy trying mate. to get his fucking eight hours pay. He's like, <laughs> he always wants to go home and put a turkey dinner on his all on I, the table. All I've got is an image of like Jack Frost running away and Plowman like well, he's not cartoonishly away. He's sliding him. away. Right, anyway. Jack Frost, and then there must be a Jack Frost 2. God knows what happens in it, because I remember getting Jack Frost 3 from Blockbuster, even earlier than Love Film, Blockbuster when I was a kid, and I think my mum got me it, because I like Jack Frost, the kids' film, Yeah. and Jack Frost 3 is not a kids' film. Jack Frost 3 is about a killer snowman that goes to a tropical island resort and hunts down a bunch of people. Where else would they go? I mean, yeah, well, that's why... It seems like wait, Jack Frost three. Jack Frost three. Um, maybe it was Jack Frost two. I think I'm talking shit. Yeah, here we go. Jack Frost two: Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Wikipedia. So that's why I would have got it because it was called Jack Frost two. So you assume, yeah, a that sequel follows on from Jack Frost. You know, that probably is no, a situation where like that Jack Frost movie came out probably did pretty well, and then some studios that some horror had no like, connection to it. Like, Let's just put a film called Jack Frost 2 and we will get fucking... That's the one. We'll make some money from it. And they probably... I mean, I'm not going to... I don't have my gigs on. I can't see that from here, audio boy. <laughs> I would put it on the TV, but your laptop will explode. Right. What was the last film you cried at? Oh, mate. I don't know. I'm horrendous. I honestly cry at far too many films. I'm... I... I just... Yeah. I went to see How to Train Your Dragon 3, which I thought... Has I was it finally trained the dragon? <sighs> I don't like those films. I liked the first one. Like I keep seeing the second three. one is the second one a love film because of the girl that comes into it. The girl's in the first one. Is she? Yeah. 
I have no memory of those. Honestly, I, I thought I... Is the first one a love film then? I don't know. I wouldn't say so. I just think they're kids films. Because they don't even kiss, do they? They just train dragons, ride yeah, dragons. Yeah, but obviously like a, they're shit at it. It's, like it's taken bro- three movies to train the dragons. No, I think they trained him in the first one, but then they just couldn't change the name to Now We've Trained Your Dragon 2. Because <laughs> people, <laughs> people know it is How oh. to Train Your Dragon, you know? Um, it's like right, how- saw that. I thought I was going to cry. Didn't. Um, what is the last one I, I think I know out? what it might have been. What was it? What do you think? <laughs> Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I think I let. I think I should. Yeah, that because that got a wee well up from me. I, I well, I maybe didn't cry. I definitely welled because that's that's a sad bit. Yeah. Um, I tell you, the last film I remember having like a proper. Oh, Christopher Robin, I cried a bunch at. Never saw it. Mary Poppins, right at the beginning. That, that really that pulls the rug. Yeah, the Muppet, Mary Poppins returns. There's a song Ben Whishaw sings. Oof. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh man, but it, to get it's, to that, because obviously Mary Poppins, uh, the mum's dead. Yeah. And he's raising the two kids with the sister from the original Mary Poppins. Yeah. And the whole song is like, uh, oh, I think it's called A Conversation. The one when he's in the attic. Oh, my God. That fucking That film got me for all the reasons, but we won't go into that. That was bad. That was bad. And then the last one I had a real ball at was uh, Coco, Pixar. But that was because my nan died like six months before it. Jesus. Yeah, my nan died six months before it. And the whole film is about like loving your dead relatives. And I was doing fine the whole film. And then right at the end of it, spoilers, Right at the end of it, audio boy's just about to like. You know what it is, yeah. Right at the end of it, the old nan in the film dies, and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) "That was me." And that was like, then the credits rolled and the lights came on, and I was still sat there, like all the kids were walking past me, and I was (laughs) like trying desperately to stop the tears. Was the yeah? That was a that was a. Stark. The moment the, moment the lights, because normally you can cry in a film and you're in the dark, and yeah, you, and it finishes, and, and you're the, safe. And then credits roll, and you're okay. But the lights came on, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me, I'm hideous." <laughs> that was horrible. It was honestly, it, yeah, it was like the safe space just evaporated, and then I just had kids pointing and laughing, and, <laughs> everyone, and parents walking past me, and oh, don't go and see a film, a kids' film, and cry. <laughs> You look weird. I mean, it's not the worst thing you could do, but definitely just, you know. No, the worst thing you could do is fuck teenagers' assholes, isn't it, Gavin? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's not. (laughs) Why did you say it? Why? I'm tired. Oh, right. I'm sober and I'm tired. Are there any other films that you would like to talk about? Because we are, we're fast coming Uh, up on time here. I I just wanted to give a mention to. Barry Jenkins' Moonlight. I feel that's... Isn't Barry Jenkins the name of The Flash? Yes. No, it's uh, Barry... Barry, Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Uh, so, sorry, Moonlight director. Uh, I would just... Just Moonlight, yes. Yep. Uh, and then... There was, in fact, this is a movie I just have to quickly talk about. It's a movie called Spring. I think it came out... Ooh, 2014, 15, maybe? In, and in the spring? Just Spring. SP. No, but when did it come out? Oh, in, I, I, in I, don't, I saw it after uh, it was released in cinemas, so I don't know what season it came out during. I missed the trick if it didn't come out in spring, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if, I mean, the film itself is like this uh, guy from the US who just kind of feels like he's just not happy at home mm-hmm. and life and stuff like that, and some terrible shit happened, so he decides just to backpack to uh, around Italy. Invents the slinky. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm I'm just making bad jokes because it's called spring. I'm Sorry. the one like, that does you, the bad jokes, thank you. <laughs> you. You're the one that keeps us on track. <laughs> well, 
go, go, go. I'm listening. Okay. I mean, I listen when you talk about your films, but when I talk, it's I'm listening. Bad, right? I'm listening. I'm listening. You want to sit here and talk about fucking Titanic? And I sit, I sit and I listen. I mean, Titanic's the, the greatest love film. I mean, it's got built. It's not the greatest love film. It's got it's probably made the most, in it. It's probably made the most money. Uh, well, yeah. What do you reckon the highest grossing love film is? Titanic, because it's like number three. Highest <laughs> growing. No, the other ones are like Marvel movies and Avatar. Is Avatar a love film? <gasps> because of the relationship between Natiri and uh, Sam Worthington. Is it a love? Is it a beast? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be more inclined to give that the love film because that even saves him, doesn't it? His love, his yeah. love is what makes the big world glowy tree put his soul into yes. the body of the clone. Is it weird? Do you reckon that clone has a... I'm surprised they gave it a penis. Are you? That just seems a bit weird. What? Why? I mean, it, it does I mean seem... they want him to, like, indoctrinate himself into their yeah, society. And the best way to do things, that is to have a, a bunch of blue sex. Yeah. But they but they, they do blue sex with the hair. Remember they, like... Oh, with the tails. They join with the animals and with each other. Uh, yeah, I do. It's I a do. weird fucking movie. Oh, yeah, they, they use the tails. Yeah, for... they use the tails to connect to the animals, and they also use the tails for the sex. Different world, I love how man. I said for the sex. <laughs> um, sorry, just, on 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 very quickly on my question of what is the highest grossing love films. You were right. Titanic is number one. Uh, number two is I'm Beauty and right. the Beast. Really? 2017 version. Fuck. Susa- fuck humanity. Yep. However, number three. Take any guesses of what number three is on the Captain America: Civil War. Nope. The relationship between Bucky and uh, Captain <laughs> and America. Uh, Audio boys, you want to take a, a guess at number three and the highest grossing romance films? Aquaman. Nope. It's even better than both of those guesses. It is, drumroll please, <laughs> Shrek 2. Oh, <laughs> Smash Mouth <laughs> is back, everybody! Uh, followed by Forrest Gump, and then there are Jenny. a bunch of, tw- like, all the Twilight films, basically, is the way it goes. Somebody once told me the word. I can't know. However, this is also on IMDb, so I, I'm just to fact check myself now. Do not take all of that at face value because it's. I mean, it's not Empire telling you this, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but yeah, so there we go. Would you interrupt it? All like three of my points. So I've, I'm, you know, go watch a movie called Spring. It's fucking weird, but it's also a great love story. It's also, it's a better Beauty and the Beast than. Beauty and the Beast is. There's a funny wee. There's a fun wee there you tease go. for you. Go watch Spring. Also, if you've never seen it, and if you are the people who write the list to Empire, who clearly also haven't seen it, Casablanca is one of the greatest love films ever made in existence. So, just for the people at home, that uh, I know we've talked about this list. The top five um, on Empire on Empire's garbage list website. Of, yeah, best love films ever. Number one is Harry Met when Harry met Sally. Um, number two is Casablanca, and that's what Gavin's responding to. Fucking reprobates work over there. We then have three brief encounter, four four weddings and a funeral, which is also, I think, a weird choice. Uh, and then five, great choice, The Princess Bride. Yeah, great film. Great film, Columbo and uh, Incons- Fred Savage. Inconceivable. Fred Savage, yeah. Andre, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Uh, Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Great film. Great film. And uh, the guy that does the voice of Rex from Toy Story. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> Whoever that might be. Whoever that person. <laughs> Shout out. Whoever you are, mystery person. Whoever you are, voice of Rex. Um, yeah. Number six is True Romance as well, which is, uh, I think, you know, like, finishing, we'll finish up on this. I think True Romance is a really good love film because it's, again... <clears throat> the, the one directed by... Tarantino. It, no, it was directed by Tony Scott, written by Tarantino. And it was the first... Tarantino's love film. It was the first as it's known, it's. script that Tarantino sold... Uh, that then got directed by Tony Scott, 
Tarantino really didn't like it. And right. then he then put a kibosh on it. A few scripts had already gotten out there, like um, Natural Born Killers and stuff like that. But after those, I mean, Natural Born Killers, great film. Yeah. True Romance, a good film. Yeah. And then Tarantino was just like, nah, you know, you're not selling any more my scripts. I'm only doing scripts for me now. But yeah, I don't know why he was so him. upset with True Romance. Cause True Romance is... Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I dread to think how his would have turned out because it would just have been fucking... Just more guns, more shooting. I mean, just... there's a lot of shooting in that film, but more... Imagine that Christopher Walken scene, but it would have just had like blood just spurting out of everyone's eyes by the end of it <laughs> and that was just christopher walker's performance I was just... <laughs> also that film i went and rewatched it just last year mm-hmm. has some really uncomfortable racism in it like yeah. some really uncomfortable just like oh this is well, you don't want to be sicilian because they're like and then he goes into the whole stuff about the n-word and everything and i'm just like Oh, I can see why sometimes people think Tarantino's a racist because this is fucking racist. Yeah, it's like it's gratuitously, it's, you know, it's Tarantino doing Samuel Tarantino. Jackson's on his side, so you can't, you know, like Tarantino just doing his. No, I'm not racist. I just write about the real world. Like, I'm not well, racist. Your, but I just, why? I'm just racist in all of my films. Yeah. Why is your real world like painted this horrendous shade of racist? Ugh. So yeah, right. Should also, we wrap- True Rance is six on their list. That's six. God, this list. Can we just do an episode on we're the Shrek two on that list? <laughs> Empire do not give Shrek two the credit See? it deserves. They're a fucking garbage list. Oh, number ten and number eleven actually. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Amelie. Solid films. Both solid, solid films. films. There you Great go. films. Right, let's wrap Empire. It on the other hand, here's a, here's an idea for the episode. Make note of this. We will look at lists that Empire have made for different things and just break down the idiots they are over at Empire for the garbage they create. Oh. I'll let you make the note for that one. So okay, I'll make it. the note. In fact, that might just be an episode with me by myself just screaming into the <laughs> mic for 48 minutes. <laughs> can I rap? I don't know. Can you rap? Well, well I've said can, it like three so let's times. see if you can. You just keep butting into me. Rap, go. Give us a rap. I just did, uh, uh, what was his name again? Uh, Ronan Keaton a few seconds ago, or minutes. I got, I'm so tired. I'm going to stop talking now. Rap. Thanks for listening, guys, as <laughs> always. Um, yeah, we are... Easily findable on Twitter at Meandering Pod. You can find us on Facebook if you just search for the Meandering Movie Podcast. And you can get us on Instagram by searching Meandering Movie Podcast. Yes. It's nice and easy. If you are listening on an Apple device, um, we would really appreciate some reviews. Yeah. Um I'd give us I'd give us a three. Probably. I mean, I give my performance in this episode a solid one. <laughs> <laughs> so we we don't rate it high, but you should. You should rate us high. <laughs> and as always, because please, maybe I won't cry every night if we get high ratings. Send us a message if there's anything you'd like us to talk about in particular. Um, yeah, look forward to our next episode, and we will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.